A thousand times I've failed Still your mercy remains Should I stumble again Still I'm caught in your grace Everlasting Your light will shine when all else fades Ever ending Your glory goes beyond all fate Beyond all fame Beyond my name Your will above all else My purpose remains The art of losing myself In bringing you praise Everlasting Your light will shine when all else fades Never ending Your glory goes beyond all fame My heart and my soul I give you control Consume me from the inside out Lord Let justice and praise Become my embrace To love you from the inside out Lord My heart and my soul I give you control Consume me from the inside out Lord Let justice and praise Become my embrace To love you from the inside out Everlasting Your light will shine when all else fades Never ending Your glory goes beyond all fame And the cry of my heart is to bring you praise from the inside out, Lord, my soul. Everlasting, your life will shine when all else fades. Never ending, your glory goes beyond all fame. And the cry of my heart is to bring you praise from the end. Side out, Lord, my soul cries out, Lord, the end. Side out, Lord, my soul cries out from the end. Side out from the end. Side out. Welcome to the Color and Chaos Podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in today. No matter where this finds you, my hope and my prayer is that this finds you in a real and a relevant place. No matter if you're going through the best of times or the worst of times, the fact that you are here today is a huge honor and I do not want to waste your time. I consider this a great privilege. This is something that I look forward to every week. 
being able to uh, to be able to have a conversation with you, even though right now I'm not with you. Um, just it's so awesome seeing what the Lord does with us every single week. Um, I don't know if you know this, um, but I actually listen and and watch these podcasts as well. And uh, it's it never fails every single week when I go back and and I'm laying in bed or I'm or I'm driving to the office and I and I actually I take time to listen to this. It it, it always 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 speaks to me. It always speaks to me. There's always something that I needed to hear um, that I honestly forgot that I even said. So um, I I consider this time a, a very special time. And I am really looking forward to what the Lord is going to do with this in your life and also in my life. So we're truly in this together. As I was thinking about today's um, episode, um, I was actually on the way home from the office. And so I was driving home from the office. And um, there's, a, there's just a quick title that came to my mind of, uh, of what to talk about today. And that's actually the title of today's episode. Intimate Conversations. Intimate Conversations. And so as I begin, I want to kind of ask you as we're starting to kind of think about this word intimacy, intimacy, what is intimacy? Um, I want you to go ahead and start thinking, what is intimacy? When you think of intimacy, do you think of, uh, do you think of an act? Do you think of uh, maybe um, a gesture? You know, what is it that is intimate? What is, what is intimacy? Um, as you're thinking, I already did the uh, did the, uh, the the hard work in a way, and I looked it up. I looked up the definition of intimacy, and so I wanted to read that to you as we start to kind of dive into this topic uh, today. And again, you might be wondering, you know, Jonah, where are you going with this? I promise you, I'm going somewhere. But if you just hold on for a second, we'll get right there. So intimate, 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 intimacy or intimate to be intimate can be an adjective or a noun. So the adjective part of intimate is this, closely acquainted, familiar, or close. Some synonyms include close, dear, cherished, familiar. Another um, definition of, of intimate as an adjective is this, private or personal. So some synonyms, we already said one of them, personal, private, confidential, secret, innermost, Interpersonal, a strong, deep, or close relationship. Intimate, intimate. As I was thinking about it, as I was driving, I had that kind of title pop in my head as I was driving. I, I, the, the first thing I know I think about when I think about intimacy, um, for one, I think about how um, each and every one of us, we are wired from birth to be intimate. Now, intimacy might look different in, in, in different people's lives based on maybe their upbringing or based on their temperament, um, but we all as people, we crave a interpersonal, a, a strong, at least friendship or relationship. Um, sometimes there's been wounds that we've, we've had or, or things that we've gone through that make it very difficult to be intimate, to have a strong relationship with somebody, but in the heart of every single human, there's this desire to be known, to be known. And so as I was thinking about intimate as I was driving, I know um, one thing always comes to my mind when I think about intimacy. And it's this quote, intimacy begins in the kitchens of our lives. Intimacy begins in the kitchens of our lives. Now, let me unpack that for a second. Intimacy, intimacy. We already kind of read the definition. Intimacy is a close, acquainted, familiar, you know, um, someone who is f- a cherished, 
um, private and personal, a interpersonal relationship, a very strong, deep, or close relationship. And so intimacy, when, when, when it refers to intimacy with maybe a friend or a significant other or a spouse, no matter what it is, intimacy begins in the kitchens of our lives. Now, you might be wondering, Jonah, what does that mean? That sounds really cool. Sounds like a cool tweetable quote. But what does it mean? What it means is this. In any relationship, it's the mundane, day-by-day Little things, little conversations, just doing life with someone that produces that intimacy. But so often, we as people, we always look for big events or or big milestones or something to happen big um, in order to produce that closeness with someone. But in reality, it's not really those big moments or those big acts. So, for instance, I know some people, when, when, you, maybe when you think about intimacy, maybe you think about the act of sex. Maybe that's what you think of as intimacy. And where some people might be like, yeah, you know, that's the most intimate act that you can, can do or that's, that's the epitome of, of intimacy. In reality, it's not exactly that that produces intimacy. That is a result of intimacy. But it's in those moments of the kitchens and, and just the 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 day-by-day the day mundane, just doing life with a person that produces a closeness, whether it be a friend or whether it be someone even more significant than that. And as I was thinking about that, I, 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 was, I was trying to apply that um, to, to, to me in the, in, on the deepest level. And I know the deepest relationship in my life is my relationship between me and my creator, savior, and sustainer. Now, you might be listening or watching this, and you might say, hey, uh, that sounds really sweet, but that sounds, that sounds crazy. You know, how in the world can you have a relationship with your creator, savior, and sustainer? And for, for one, maybe you're watching this or listening, so you might not even know or believe that you even have a creator or that you have a purpose beyond what you define your life as. No matter where you're at, I promise you that we'll get to that. But, uh, but to unpack it a little bit before we get into that, I know for me, like I said, my, the, the closest relationship in my life is between me and my creator, savior, and sustainer. And I know as I think back on all the years that, since I've known that creator, savior, and sustainer, I, I know I've, I've shared this before, and, and if you're new to this podcast, I would encourage you to go back and, and, and watch or listen to the Patchwork series. So I've, I've done many standalone podcasts, but I've also done series, and one of the series I did was Patchwork, where I basically go through my life and my story, um, and, and one of the biggest parts of that story was in June 2011, when I got on my knees, and I was reading the Word of God, reading the Bible, And it finally hit me that for one, I am broken and that I cannot do this life on my own. And in that moment when I was on my knees, I surrendered my life to the one who did, the one who conquered the grave, the one who was on the cross that died for me, who lived this sinless life. And and he gave it all, that God, he became flesh and dwelt among us. And that same creator that, that created me and the same creator that, that, that created everything came into flesh, and he sustains me through that sacrifice that he made. And he also is my savior because he defeated the thing that I cannot escape, which is my brokenness, my rebellion, and my death. 
that each and every one of us, we are dying day by day. That's the only reason why we age. And so I looked at the person of Jesus and I said, you know what? I rather surrender my life, my identity to you than to try to do this on my own. And in that moment, I began a relationship. And the Bible, the Bible calls it a relationship between us and our creator. And so when I was thinking about that relationship between us or me and my creator, I think about so many times, so many moments that were pivotal in that relationship. One of the moments as I was thinking about, as I was driving and even thinking about now, I remember um, when I was in college. So I gave my life to the Lord uh, June 2011. I went to college in around August, September of 2012. And, but I remember um, it was about like junior to senior year of college, and I was living in an apartment down in Columbia, South Carolina. That's where I went to college. And one of the things that I did when I, when I moved into my apartment I had this obnoxiously big walk-in closet. I don't know if you have one at home, but there, you know, there's different size closets. And uh, depending on where you're watching this or listening to this, maybe this is foreign to you, this concept. But here in America, um, there sometimes apartments or houses will have a closet that's not just a, um, a place to store your clothes, but it's a place that you can enter into and kind of have a little leisure room to walk around. Um, but I know for me, I didn't really have any use or need for a walk-in closet. It was convenient. You could walk into it. But I remember as I, was, as, as I saw that walk-in closet, one of the first things came to my mind was that, you know what, Lord, let, I want to I put a desk in here. And this can be a place where I could shut the door and that I could just be alone with you that I can read the, the, your word and then I can pray and then I can seek you and I can wrestle and I can, I can come to you my, with my questions and my doubts and my confusions. And at the same time, I can tune out everything that, that, that is heavy on my heart, I mean, whether it be anxiety from school or from um, at that time the relationship that I was in or, or um, the, the different jobs that I was working at that time. At that moment, I can literally close a tangible door behind me and I can just seek you privately. And that's one of the things I did. I, I, I put a desk, uh, actually the same desk that, uh, that is in my room right now. Um, um, I, I put that desk into the closet and it became almost like a prayer room, a, a room that was dedicated um, to just have an intimate time with the Lord. And as I look back at that time, I remember so many just beautiful times of vulnerability, of being just very close and, and kind of like we said earlier in the definition, interpersonal. I remember just having that strong and deep and close um, moments with the Lord, sometimes through tears, sometimes through anger or frustration or anxiety. But no matter what, I can, I, can, I, can, I can always look back and see just that intimacy came from that vulnerability. Intimacy came from vulnerability. Just like that quote that, uh, that my mentor told me when I was going through pre- premarital counseling, that you know intimacy begins in the kitchens of our lives. When I apply that to my walk with Jesus, I can see that so often it's, it's those moments where I, I, I wake up and, and I know that, that, that the best use of my time would be to seeking him by prayer or by reading the word. And, and I know that those are those, those little kitchen moments 
of my life and my walk with Jesus, but it's so easy to be honest with you and be vulnerable with you right now. It is so easy for me to overlook those kitchen moments. And, and, and when it comes to my relationship with Jesus to prioritize maybe those big moments, maybe I'm saying, okay, Lord, um, you know, I, I, I know you're kind of calling me to spend time with you daily, but at the same time, Lord, I, on Sunday, I'm going to be, um, in the presence of, of many people worshiping you together in congregation and fellowship. So God, you know, I'm just going to put off on seeking you now and 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 and, and kind of keeping that fire of intimacy going w- within my relationship with you because I'm looking forward to those big events. You know, that's when, you know, maybe I'll have that intimacy that, you know, I know inside, deep down inside, I'm craving. And and it's so easy to do that. It's so easy to do that. And 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 one thing I was thinking about is 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 almost when when we think about the Lord. If we break it down and say, you know what? Okay, our creator, if you are the creator of me, then that means that you created everything that I can see. You created everything that I can feel. And and when I think about that, when I think about even the concept of love, I know if 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 you if we read the Bible, we we know that Jesus is the epitome of love. Even a verse that says God is love. And so when we look at love, we can't truly understand love without understanding who Jesus is. And so with that, it's almost like this, you know, Lord, if you are the epitome of love, if you're the epitome of grace and of truth and of patience and justice, if we can see all of that clearly when we see you, then that means that 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 cross, the cross that you died on, Jesus, that is the epitome of love, that sacrifice of love. Okay, okay, I got that then if that's the case, then anything that I feel that does not line up with who you are is not of you, is not of you. And I know so often it's so easy for me to say, you know what, like I feel so overwhelmed right now. You know, I had a long day at work and everything and Lord, I know I should uh, seek you and and to, to take out all this frustration and all of this anxiety and all of these feelings. I know I should seek you because I know that you are the epitome of that intimacy that I am longing for. You are the epitome of that rest that I am, that I'm searching for. But it's so easy for me to say, uh, no, I'm going to go, you know, I'm, I'm going to maybe turn on the TV or I'm going to check Facebook or I'm going to do this or I'm going to eat. And I, I, I had a moment earlier as I, I was driving home, as I got home, the first thing I wanted to do was just to tune everything out. And it never fails me. It never fails me. For all the years that I've been, been, been walking in this relationship with the Lord, it never fails me. Whenever I deliberately seek him, Whenever I deliberately seek the Lord and say, all right, Lord, I'm yours. I, you have my attention. You have my heart. Lord, I want, to, I, want to, I want to experience you. I want you to show me your truth through the word, through prayer. I want you to recalibrate my thinking to yours. I want you to help my heart be, be, be focused on, on, on how you see me, how you see things. And there's always something, there's always a rest that comes from it. There's a joy that comes from it. And there's a intimacy that comes from it. And, and it, it was such a, a stern reminder to me of kind of like that quote that I just shared with you, that intimacy begins in the kitchens of our life. And, and it leads me to say this, that, that, that I feel led to share with you that it is so important. It is so important to seek him above anything and everything else. 
And kind of like what I said at the very beginning, if maybe you're saying, you know what, Jonah, like, how can I have that relationship with Jesus? How can I have that relationship with Jesus? For one, it starts with desiring intimacy with him, desiring intimacy with our creator, savior, and sustainer. And you might be like, well, Jonah, how do I desire intimacy with someone? I would say it's just like desiring intimacy with a person, right? The more that you get to know a person, the more that you see a person, they become more attractive to you, the more that you desire to be with them, the more that you desire to, to be in, 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 in close proximity with them, the more that you desire to, to experience more of them. And, and likewise, we know that we were created in the image of the same creator that created that desire to be intimate, to, to have intimacy, to have relationship. And so in, if that's the case, then we know that those desires to, to be close with someone, we know that that is symbolic of what it, is, it should be with us and our creator, right? So the more that we are desire that intimacy to be close with our creator, savior, sustainer, the more that we will know him, experience him, and the more that we will just, there'll be no other option but to surrender to him. Why? Because we will understand, wait a minute, you are the epitome of all that I am longing and searching for. That you are, when, when, when I desire rest, except for turning to the TV or Instagram or Facebook or social media or, or all the other stuff that can, that, that can steal our time and steal our attention. When I desire rest, Lord, no, 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 I don't, don't need to find that in you. Why? Because the intimacy that I have experienced with you goes far beyond any intimacy or false intimacy that I have ever experienced with anything or anybody else. That, Lord, I know that you will never leave me. That the moments that I have royally messed it up, when I seek you, when, when I have a heart that repents and says, Lord, you know, forgive me. I, I, I want to know you and, and I don't want to keep doing what I'm doing. When, when we do that, Lord, you always show up. You always just produce a, a peace and, 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 and just a love and, a, and just a forgiveness. And no longer am I thinking about my mistakes, but I start to think about you and you bring me this joy that exceeds all, all that this world can offer me. And the more that we get to know him, the more that we will fall in love with him and the more that that intimacy will grow. And also, if you're watching this or listening, so you're saying, you know, I am a follower of Christ. I've, I've already kind of had that moment where I said, Lord, you know, my life is yours. And, and maybe right now you're saying, you know what? I just don't feel close to the Lord. I, I just don't feel intimate. It's so much easier to entertain myself, to, to be without thought and other things. And, and what I would say to you is, what if we are turning to the wrong things to tune out that stress, to tune out that anxiety, to tune out all that worry and all the problems and all the pressures? What if we are turning to the wrong things? thing when in turn we should we were made and built to instead of turning to things or people we were made to turn to him and what if you know you're saying you know I don't really feel that intimacy I don't feel that closeness with him what if all it takes is a moment of a heart that says I surrender and instead of turning to all these things and all these people and all these other things Lord I want to turn to you I want to have those intimate conversations with you Lord, I want to be so close to you, so, so interpersonal, so wrapped around knowing you and feeling known by you to knowing you in your word and feeling like the conversation that I have, every single thought in my head, I know that you hold and you know. 
that I want to have those private conversations with you. I don't want to just hold all these thoughts and fears and questions and anxieties within my heart and within my head, but I want to surrender that. And, and I know that I can surrender to you because you are safe, that, I, that you, you are safe. I, I can confide in you. That even though, yes, you will grow me and you will challenge me, and sometimes that is very uncomfortable. Lord, I, even though I know that, Lord, I can confide in you that following you might not be safe because you might call me outside my comfort zone. But I know ultimately that, Lord, you make me lie down by green pastures, that you are a shepherd that will never leave your, lead your sheep astray, that you are faithful, that you are good, that you are the epitome of truth. You're the epitome of love. You're the epitome of justice. You're the epitome of grace or mercy. You're the epitome of everything that I'm looking for and longing for and everything that I feel like I lack. We can have an intimate relationship and intimate conversations day by day with our creator, savior, and sustainer. And so often it is so easy to neglect those kitchen moments of our life. And in those kitchen moments of life, those mundane and those daily, just day by day, little voice in our head that, that calls to us and, and tells us to seek him. In those moments of ignoring those kitchen moments, those little moments in our life where, where our creator, savior, sustainer is calling us deeper and intimate relationship with him. In those moments, we can either choose to accept or deny. And when we accept it, the joy that comes from it is so sweet. So, so, so sweet, but it is so easy to neglect it. Why? Because there is so much more that calls to us and that promises that intimacy. But you know as well as I do that it will never, never, never fully fulfill the promise that it gives. There is no person, there is no thing that will never fail us besides Christ. And I know that I want to have a heart that desires intimacy with him beyond intimacy with anything or anybody else. And that starts in those little whispers, those little moments, those little kitchen moments. Today is the day where we let our walls down. That we, except for being vulnerable with things or people, except for tuning off our mind and, 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 and giving over to the control of devices or, or things or, or things that promise just to give us that relief. Except for doing that, that we have a moment today to be vulnerable with the only thing that will never leave us. I rather have faith and a creator, savior, and sustainer that knows me than to give myself away to someone or something that doesn't. You and me, we were made for a purpose and we will never truly fully grasp that purpose if we waste our lives on things that do not matter. At the end of the day, I am not my job. I am not my giftings. I am not my mistakes. I am not even my successes. I am not anything. 
Besides, I am made in the image of a creator that loves me and that has a name and one that revealed himself and and became flesh in order for me to be able to fully relate with him, knowing why, because he fully related with me, that he was everything that I was, except that rebellion, except that brokenness, except for all of that, just this rebellion that's within my heart. That through the person of Jesus, I know my creator, I know my savior, I know my sustainer, and I know all of these longings inside of me can find their rest in him. I wanted to end with this. This was a prayer um, found in John 17, when Jesus, before he was delivered over to be crucified, this was his very last moments with his best friends, his disciples. And, and he, he took time to get away, to have intimate moment with, 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 with the Lord. And, and so Jesus, in this moment, he's modeling something. And, and what he does is this. He, he prays this. He prays this in John 17, verse 18, right before he was delivered to be crucified. He says this in verse 18. As you send me into the world, remember, he's praying. As you send me into the world, so I have sent them into the world. And for their sake, I consecrate myself so that they may be sanctified in truth. I do not ask only for these, these disciples only, but I also ask for those who will believe in me through their word. And we know that their word, you know, was passed down. And that's where we have the, the Bible and the New Testament is through their word. So he is praying for you. So right now, this is intimate prayer. This is a look into a intimate conversation between our creator, savior, and sustainer. And, 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 and we're seeing heart here that we, we should long to reflect on and, and meditate on and say, you know what, Lord, this heart is one that I want to have towards you because I know that you had it towards me. And this is what he says. In verse 21, he says this. That they may all be one, just as you, Father, are in me and I am in you. That they also may be in us so that the world may believe that you have sent me. The glory that you have given me, I give to them that they may be one even as we are one. I and them and you and me, that they may become perfectly one. You're starting to catch a little pattern here. Perfectly one so that the world may know that you have sent me and love them even as you have loved me. Verse 24, Father, I desire that they also whom you have given me may be with me where I am to see my glory that you have given me Because you love me before the foundation of the world. O righteous Father, even though the world does not know you, I know you. And these know that you have sent me. I made known to them your name. And I will continue to make it known that the love which you have loved me may be in them and I in them. Some words that kind of stand out as I just read that is one, one, one. I in them as they are, 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 are in me and, and I am in you. And Lord, as I am in you, I want them to be in you as well. And, and so we have Jesus right before he's about to be crucified and, and judged wrongly for something that he didn't even do. He was, he was executed on our behalf. He sacrificed his life. He didn't do anything that deserved any punishment at all, but he took our punishment 
And so when we surrender ourselves to him and say, look, I want to be in you. I no longer want to live my life for myself. But when we accept this prayer right here in this invitation and say, Lord, I want to be in you. When we do that, we begin an intimate relationship. And that is one that is extended to you no matter who you are, what you've done. No matter maybe if you know this and, and you've you've accepted this before, but maybe you find that you've you've kind of backslidden, you've kind of fallen off of that intimate relationship with Christ. Today is the moment that we can have an intimate conversation, no matter where you're at, and say, Lord, I want to be yours and I want to know you and I want to make you known. I want to experience you. I want to know who you are in your word. And God, I want to know who I am through the word of God. And I want to be able to experience you in my day-to-day life. I want to surrender to you in those kitchen moments. I want to obey that still small voice. I don't want to give in to all the other passions that promise but never deliver. We have an opportunity to say today's the day that I am no longer going to neglect those intimate conversations. You are so loved and you were created with a, with a purpose that goes far beyond anything that this world can offer. We have a creator, savior, and sustainer that wants to be personal with us, that wants to have a relationship with us. May we not neglect what matters. May our identities be so wrapped around him that everything else is secondary, that there is no other voice that can woo our hearts like his. We're in this together, and you are not alone. May we pray. Lord God, just thank you for who you are. Lord, I thank you that no matter what I've done, no matter where I've been, God, no matter all the times that I neglect you, and, and you, have to, you have to do certain things to, to get my attention. Sometimes that's through pain or sometimes that's through, you know, even just feeling a conviction, feeling a, feeling a guilt within me that, that, that there's something off. There's something. I'm, I don't feel calibrated with you. Lord, no matter what it is that you do to get my attention, Lord, thank you that you care enough to get our attention. Lord, right now there, there might be people watching this or listening to this that feel like you are trying to get their attention. Lord, may we, may they Today, in this moment, surrender to that intimate conversation that you are trying to stir within them. Lord, you care more about our hearts than our performance. Lord, you are the only one. You are the only one that cares more about our heart than our performance. And Lord, you promise that in your hands, Lord, our heart in your hands, Lord, that you will do nothing but grow that intimacy, to to grow that rest and that peace and that identity and that fulfillment, Lord. You promise in your word that you offer life to the full, life abundantly. And Lord, we want that. We hunger for that. We thirst for that. Lord, may we just just seek those intimate kitchen moments today, those intimate moments with you. May we not forsake those intimate conversations. Lord, we need you and we are nothing without you. Will you take us deeper into our intimate relationship with you? Lord, for those today that maybe this is the first time they they truly understood that they can have an intimate relationship with their creator, savior, and sustainer, and that their creator, savior, and sustainer has a name, and that name is Jesus. And through what you have done, Jesus, you have given us an opportunity to be reconciled to to you and to, to be reconciled with that creator, God. 
thank you that you promise that you will not leave us as orphans, but that when we surrender to you, that we receive your spirit. And that same spirit puts a desire within us to grow and to know you. Lord, help us not neglect that same spirit that is transforming us day by day by day. Lord, we need you so bad, and we are nothing without you. In your name we pray and we surrender. Amen. Amen. Thank you so much for taking your time to be a part of this. Seriously, we are in this together. I am no better than you. I am no more than you. But I am simply a man who desires more than anything to, to, to know my Creator, Savior, Sustainer deeper. And the fact that you do as well means that we are so much more alike than we give ourselves credit. I am praying for you. I am excited for what God's going to do in your life. Feel free to reach out to me whether it be on Facebook or Instagram or uh, even through uh, Color and Chaos, through the website. There's, there's a tab at the very bottom of the page that you can contact. Or maybe on YouTube, you know, feel free to send me a message. No matter where you're at, we are in this together. And I'm so excited what God's going to do through you and in you, starting with those little kitchen moments, those little intimate conversations. God bless you. You have a great day. I look forward to talking to you next week. Feel free to share this with anybody that you feel like would be blessed by this. Thank you so much. See you next week. Bye.